And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend. Not being afraid even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas because our help comes from the Lord. So there I am. I'm just going to tell you, reading an article about postmodernism, I'll explain that in a little bit, and a postmodernism society that we now find ourselves in. And lo and behold, there's a picture of a group of activists, or in this particular case, whiners, would be the more accurate definition, who are holding a sign that says, love is love. Wow, how insightful. It demonstrates that these people are wrong and don't know what love is. I I appreciate that. We'll look into that. Next, we double dip, but a little different than George Costanza that did that on the Seinfeld episode. It's a double dose of Pastor Ray and his unique and effective insights. The first helping of his wisdom has to do with being at the crossroads. Have you ever been there? Because I have. And I don't feel like using cow livers to make the right decisions. But then again, I don't particularly appreciate going down the wrong direction either. So it kind of works out there together. And finally, we explore the deepest groans of people. When there is a loss of life, it is not easy for anyone. It wasn't pleasant for Jesus when John the Baptist was executed. But he used a strategy that is effective today. It doesn't have to be the physical death of somebody that we were close to. It can be the deep and hard pain. And Jesus shows us the very best remedy. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oeve, so much more. Hey, 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 hey. We're asking you, what do you think? You can email us, david at hemustincrease.org. Comes right to my $1.19 Chromebook right in front of me, live during the show. david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. You can call us at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you do that, Captain Chris answers the phone. You know you're sailing in the right direction. Now keep in mind for the show, any topic is open for conversation. You might have a thought, a question, a comment, or an opinion. The idea behind our show is to encourage one another in biblical truths to draw closer to the Lord day by day as we see that the return of Jesus Christ is getting closer and closer and closer. To that effect, we want you to reach out to us. You can do that in these various ways we talked about. You can also have, if you have a prayer request, we'll be glad to pray for you right on the air. We'll also uh, love the opportunity for you to share a praise report right on the air because those are blessings for people. 
And then we also do Bible trivia, like this one. Which godly man in the middle of great suffering cursed the day he was born? Which godly man in the midst of his suffering cursed the day that he was born? If you think you know the answer, you can call us at 972 972- Four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to david at hemusincrease.org. A couple things I do want to bring you up to date on. Please be in prayer for me and my family. So our dog has been kind of going through an up-and-down thing. Levi's just very, very, very close to Noel and I. We just really feel like the Lord blessed him with him, and we're trying to do a good job, you know, helping him. He's not quite at that point, we think, where something has to happen, but we're not really sure how to handle it. So we need wisdom. We've been to the vet a couple times, and we're going back. So uh, we just want uh, people to be praying for us. And for Noel, you know, it's, you know, she's about 600 pictures of Levi. So let's just let's just say, yeah, okay, you get, you get that picture? Awesome. So I need you guys to be praying for us. The other thing is we didn't do our DNA uh, prior, so we have somebody calling in who's going to answer the question, and then we're in one of these next two or three segments, we're going to squeeze in the DNA. But this teaching I want to teach you on in regards to postmodernism is so there's, I've got one of the best lines you will ever hear about postmodernism. I promise, promise you, uh, it is literally, it is a, a a mind blower. So let's go ahead though and take this call. Is this somebody answering the trivia? Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. This is Ace. Hey, brother Ace. Hey, all received. By the way, I'm so glad to hear okay. your voice. So so good yeah, to hear yeah. from you. I love 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 it when you call in. But I know you know this one without blinking, don't you? I mean, you know this. <laughs> you can, well, I'm pretty sure I do. I pray the Lord I do. Yeah. All right. Which godly man in the middle of his great suffering cursed the day he was born? Well, that's our brother Job. That is correct, yeah. Amundo. Brother Job. That's a good way to say that, too. And uh, I always find it because it's always, it's a, there's an inside joke there. You know, who was the first person who. Who, who sinned the earliest, and that would be Job because he cursed the day he was born. See, that was a, it's kind of a backside joke there. It's kind of like, kind of funny. Yeah, really. I, how you how are you, you, know, you doing, I, by the way? Well, I'm doing great. Uh, I think I praise report from you and uh, your prayer partners there that have been praying for all of us. So you prayed for me, I'm sure. So I appreciate that. Absolutely, so my brother. Absolutely. Every day. And, and, and you're, you know, the Ace is one of the first people that was really participating in the show. I hear there's only a few people out there. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. I get, I'm out here in the traffic and they're driving me crazy. Well, they're making me say things I shouldn't say. The, the, <laughs> but, uh, the big thing to remember is the big thing to remember is don't let the enemy use it to st- Stick you like a little like a little dart because that's what he's going to try and do while you're on the road. That's the big thing he tries to do is to get people all frustrated and flustered. People are nutty. Pray for their salvation, or 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 that they yeah. have a personal rapture. <laughs> well, they're all yeah, that's for sure. And uh, you know, they're all so self-willed. They just don't care about nobody else. Yeah. That, that's that's what really hurts me more than anything. Yeah. People just don't care about, you know, give way to somebody. Yeah. Like I, said, I just got a little traffic jam here a little bit. But, you know, I was going to say the greatest words that I think uh, Job said is he said, 
even though the Lord slay me, I still will trust him. Amen. And, uh, we all got to, yeah, we all got to think that way. Well, yep. That's, yep, that's uh, right. Good job on that. Excellent word, my brother. It's good talking to you again, brother. All right. God bless. God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So for those that don't know, Ace was one of the first people that uh, uh, connected to the show. And yesterday, I didn't even think about this because my brain is limited. Uh, yesterday was our two-year and eight-month anniversary. Now, I people are like, well, why do you count that? Because I think God, I think everything is literally God has coordinated timings all the way across. I do. I just think God's it's much more a masterful calendar person than we are. And, uh, and I think all of that matters. And then it's just like you get to hear from people like him. He's been around for two years and eight months calling in on the show. That's amazing! The only thing I've done in two years and eight months is whine about how I don't like school. Uh, I'm just saying. All right. We're going to do our DNA, and then I got another thing I want to say, and we're going to skip our initial teaching and go into it afterwards. You guys, you just got to roll with the show. It is what it is. You can't change that. But I want to make sure you guys understand the DNA because I know there's news that's been released. I know there's a, a, a concern for Wisconsin, some of the things that might be going on there. I know that there are groups that are going to try and make a, uh, a political statement. I, I'm not as concerned about everybody losing their minds. I'm much more concerned about people getting hurt because people are losing their minds. That's unnecessary. That's not kind of what the country was trying to gear towards when they were p- putting it together. So we, we want to make sure everybody stays conscious of that. And with that, let's bring up the DNA. The D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily. I'm just going to ask you this question. Did you spend time with the Lord today? I think it's fair, right? The Bible says the Holy Spirit's your counselor. How's your counseling sessions going? That's all. That's all I'm asking. All right. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Don't be ashamed of Jesus or his words, or he'll be ashamed of you. Don't do that. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve, which means you're sensitive to the Lord, okay? But you're sensitive to other people. And to other things that are going around. And there's other things that are going around. And you guys just need to be aware of that. And I want you to kind of stick in that. All right. So I've only got a minute, and I'm not going to do the teaching that I'm going to do quite yet. We'll just rearrange it, and we'll just go with the flow and see what the Lord brings up. But I want to bring up something about the engagement in the Word of God like that I've been having this week. Something's going on. I don't know what it is, but when I'm getting into the Word, you know, it's really been really deep and really rich, which is, which is fantastic. I mean, it's one of the best things around. And in fact, because of the time limit, I get bummed out sometimes because I want to spend more time and so on and so forth. And then right after I do that, I notice something. Then I, I kind of do an inventory in my life and say, okay, well, what do I got to do here what i got to hear what's going on with this and what's going on with this and what's what's good is that i have faith going into that what's bad is as soon as i enter into the faith i knock my own faith down by looking at worldly things so i'm telling you i'm telling you if you can wait an extra five minutes it's a good idea or if you can recognize when you go into your evaluations do it more with the picture of the lord i'm really working on that i want you to work on it with me look at it with Jesus in the picture. Don't miss that, or your circumstances can overwhelm you. Okay? All right. Take our short break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Don't go anywhere. (laughs) 
What is the David Spoon experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. The David Spoon Experience. Again, Dr. Robert Jeffress. Doctor, are you there with us? I'm here with you, David. Uh, I'm so glad that you're here. I got to ask you this question. I'm, 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 you know, I, I get a little fiery, especially when uh, Christians are being accused of things that are uh, false, and that happens all the time, especially in the media. And I think you're, if you remember our very first time we ever talked, I told you how impressed I was with you that you are able to keep your uh, spirit steady. <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. You're a good friend. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Here's the thing that drives me absolutely batty, which is where I need your help now. Uh, I understand this uh, situation with uh, with Tim Tebow. He was going to do a dedication for you. He got a lot of pressure, apparently, from the media. The media accused you of being uh, uh, homophobic and anti-Semitic, which for me, I mean... It was, it was, I guess when I first heard it, I was overwhelmed. First of all, anti-Semitic is a person who discriminates against or is prejudiced or hostile towards Jews. You've been on my show. Now, this is three time, and I'm as Jewish as they come. Yeah, well, David, I mean, the charge of anti-Semitic comes from saying that everyone, including Jews, must trust in Christ in order to go to heaven. Uh, that is hardly anti-Semitic. In fact, I have a Jewish friend in New York who called me this week. She's not a Christian, but she said, I don't understand all of this, said, I don't believe in the New Testament, but you do. You're simply saying what the New Testament says. And, you know, David, we've said before, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And I remind people, Jesus was not a Southern Baptist evangelist. He was a Jewish rabbi. And yet you look at what he said, what the Apostle Paul said, the Apostle Peter. Here are the three most prominent men of the New Testament, every one of them a devout Jew, and yet they said there's one way to God, and that's through faith in Christ. That is not anti-Semitic. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Here's your trivia question. Which Old Testament book says that there is a time to kill and a time to heal. Well, isn't that profoundly well-placed? A time to heal, America. Anyway, which Old Testament book says that? If you think you know the answer, reach out to us at 972-445-0770. Also, 214-210-8483. Two quick comments. 
One, uh, I want to say this, so shout out to Al. You might be right on that, but I think that's right because that's the first number, first date I have on my phone. That's just a personal message. And then number two, Eric, I don't know how to spell. <laughs> that's, I'm just going to start saying that. Whenever I send you guys a text or any kind of anything, if it's misspelled, I'm just going to blame voice recognition. Okay, I'm just saying. It's just easier for me to do it. It's okay because I wrote Eric and I went amen and I wrote A-M-A-N. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's the trivia question. Here we go. We've got somebody who's going to answer it. I'll say it again, then we'll have them. What Old Testament book says there is a time to kill and a time to heal? We have somebody ready to answer that. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, Di. This is John. Hi, John. How are you? I'm okay. How about yourself? Doing really well. Thank you for asking. I appreciate that. Still, still love your show, and I'll tell you something, buddy. I'm praying for you and your extended family member and your puppy. I appreciate that. It, 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 I know it's a small thing, but it's not a small thing because for our family, it's not a small thing. And that's no, the, that's no. the big deal about it, right, is that when it hurts us, the Lord's aware and he cares. So I appreciate yep. that. I really, really do. All right, you ready, uh, you ready for the trivia? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, here we go. Which Old Testament book says that there is a time to kill and a time to heal? Ecclesiastes. That is correct, Amanda! That is absolutely it. There is a time for different things at different times. Right now, that's what we need to be praying for our country is a time to heal and maybe a time for righteousness to rise up, too. That would be good, too. One of my favorite uh, chapters in Ecclesiastes is chapter 12, where it talks about how when uh, we go back to the earth, our body returns to the Lord from where it came. You know, I'm going to do a teach. It's funny you should bring that up. I'm going to be doing a teaching on this that people don't don't know about. I'm going to do a really weird teaching that people haven't heard about, about the the gift of joy. Uh, not the gift of joy, the gift of happiness. And uh, that's what it's called. So I'm going to, I, you, you keep listening. You'll hear it. It'll happen in the next, like, three, four weeks. I sure will, buddy. I love your show. I God appreciate bless. that. God bless you, brother. Okay. Well, that's great. Okay. We're just rolling today. All right, we're gonna. Is there anything else? I got my joke. Yeah, but I got to I have to. You don't understand. You don't understand why. If I can't laugh a little bit, right? All right. <laughs> do you understand that? If you can't laugh a little bit, I mean, you got you do this. I do this for ninety minutes a, a day. I was talking to my brother. So seven and a half hours a week, typically thirty hours a, a, a month, which is a lot of live speaking. If I don't laugh a little. I'll cry a lot, and I already cry enough, so I'd like to cry a little less. So in order to do that, I have to laugh a little. Uh, remember, these are just little quips from youth groups uh, assessing questions that were asked to them, various ages from 7 to 14, uh, and actually a couple of 16-year-olds in there. Here's their four quick things. This is their response to the questionnaire. Another important Bible guy is Moses, whose real name was Charlton Heston. Moses led the Israelites, not Israelites, Israel lights out of Egypt and away from evil Pharaoh after God sent 10 plagues on Pharaoh's people. The plagues included frogs, mice, lice, bulls, and no cable. Okay. <laughs> Come on. 
Uh, God fed Israel lights every day with manicotti. Then he gave them his top ten commandments. They included don't lie, cheat, smoke, dance, or take your neighbor's stuff. One of Moses' best helpers was Joshua, who was the first Bible guy to use spies. Joshua fought the battle of Jeritol, and the fence fell over on the town. <laughs> and then there's the last one, which I think is just cool. Classic. After Joshua came David. He got to be king by killing a giant with a slingshot. He had a son named Solomon who had 300 wives and 500 porcupines. <laughs> My teacher said he was wise, but that doesn't sound very wise to me. There you go. Come on. That's, good. that's pretty good, right? 500 porcupines. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to do a kind of a unique teaching, and I'm just really going to use one scripture. What? Well, I don't. That doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, so I'm watching this, uh, or I'm reading this article. Not watching, reading this article. And so I've got to remember it all. And there's this article, and it's talking about postmodernism, modernism, modernism, and uh, uh, pre-modernism. So let's just understand. Uh, and I'm going to give you some very rough, not accurate. Don't don't write back. Uh, and and say that's not the exact dates or anything. I'm giving ballparks just to make things really, really simplistic because we only have so many minutes, right? So uh, pre-modernism has to do with uh, from uh, the time of Christ to about 1500 uh, where uh, there, there was a, a faith element, but also the faith element uh, really moved itself into an authoritarian element of people who were directing other people. Then uh, the next, uh, the, the modern era comes about more, like from the 15 or 1600s to about the 1950s, 1940s, 1950s, and that's the age of reason where everybody's going, reason is the answer. We can get ourselves out of this and so on and so, so forth. Postmodernism goes to right up to the 50s, 60s, up to today and says reason doesn't work, faith doesn't work, nothing works, life is bad. It's like, it's like a very depressing thing. So let me say something about that. In the postmodern era, that's what the generations really are, uh, Generation X and beyond. They're 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 very skeptical. There's a very there's a high level of don't believe you, uh, don't like authority, but don't believe. Trying to find a purpose though in what they're doing. That part's good. They had a sign as one of these groups was protesting, and it said, "Love is love," and that is wrong. I just cannot explain this anymore. Biblical love is love. Which includes discipline, admonition, challenge, and rebuke. Do you love your kid? Right? Do you say to your kid, love is love, go play in the street? (laughs) Do you tell your kid that? Hey, the oven's hot, but you know what? Love is love. Touch away. Jesus said, as many as I love, I rebuke. Uh Uh-oh. So now you have the Son of God defining what some of the parameters are in love. You see, biblical love has compassion and caring and grace and mercy and very specific definitions, most definitely in 1 Corinthians 13, but it also includes discipline, admonition, challenges, and rebukes. There's somewhere in this process where somebody thinks love just means forget about it. I have had uh, three children, so I've got a 38, that's going to be 39 in in like a couple of weeks. Is that right? What is this? What's the year? What is the year? 2021? He's going to be 38, I think, in the next couple of weeks, right? And I, if I did not help him throughout his lifetime, he would be dead. And some of those helps were, don't do that. That's stupid. 
How stupid? I'll tell you how stupid. He threw a horseshoe up in the air, and then he stepped right underneath it, and it landed on his head, and he needed stitches in his head. But you know, love is love. So dumb, and so I want you to understand what love, love why love, love, love is love doesn't work. Biblical love is love, and what's the best biblical definition of love? For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. The best definition for love is a purposeful, sacrificial giving to one's own hurt for the sake of another. That's the biblical definitions. That's what love is. Love is not some schmoozy woozy thing and everybody just jumps in the middle and nobody bothers with no, 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 no. Love has purpose, it has it has intent. It's not fly by night, it's long term, it's a long term commitment. And it's not just love is love, because that makes no sense. Okay, let me just say this real quickly. Ready? Tell me how you feel about this. Ready? I'm just going to use it and don't get mad. Stupid is stupid. Well, that doesn't tell me what stupid is. <laughs> love is love. What? Love is love. Real love says don't do You know what real love says? Hey, you're my neighbor. I don't want you to go to hell. You need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior or there could be some problems. I don't want you to go there, man. I care for you. I'm willing to sacrifice you thinking I'm a cool person for you to understand it's important. That's love. Real love says what it has to say when it has to say it, right? Oh, no, everything is fine, man. No, it's not. It's like I, I just the reason it drives me nuts is because people are like everybody should just be accepted oh so it's okay for a mass murderer just keep going on mass murdering huh because everybody should be accepted well no not that okay well what else fits under the no not that line right it's like yeah that makes sense all right so real love has specific parameters that guide it into proper action for the purpose of looking out for the best interests of others not how it feels, because after 30 tacos, everything feels wrong. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. All of mankind, destroying everyone and everything we find. This KAAM radio show with your very own David Spoon is not a business, but a nonprofit ministry first and foremost committed to sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and strategically equipping the saints. Our mission is to educate, encourage, and entertain Christian believers, the hurting, and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax-deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Or in Proverbs, where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. 
But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience? Now, he's crying. Now, I was still of the mindset that men don't cry. Okay? Just so you can know. And I'm getting mad because it's my story and he's crying. And I'm thinking, it's my story. Why are you crying? That's what I'm thinking in my mind. And he's crying. He's apparently a good crier. I don't know what a good crier is. I learned after my dad died, but I mean, somewhat. But this is real. You know, he's sobbing. And I'm like, and he looks up at me after he's cried for about a minute and a half. And his eyes are red. And he looks at me and he says, this is how the Lord hurts for you. And that was it. Bam. It was like somebody just took a hammer and broke my hard heart and my, you know, my pride attitude and my, my over arrogance and my, my everything looking at that guy showing me crying and tears and all I could think of was Jesus wept. The David Spoon Experience, weekdays at 2 on God Country, Texas, 770 KAAM. On Christ the solid rock I stand. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for our next trivia question couple things i gotta update you in first of all thank you for the phone call for the person that called in i appreciate that very very much number two i gotta make sure that deb's in the loop aunt deb is our one of our board members and so she texts me she always has to get information i don't always have time to text her so uh two things deb what do you what's the thanksgiving deal and then number two <laughs> see how we do this i don't care and then number two levi's doing better but he's going up and down and it's, it's driving Noel nuts, okay? So I'm just telling you so you can pray for us. We'll, we'll touch base. Here is the next trivia question. What name does Revelation chapter 6? Now, now, look, that's the address of this, right? So if you don't know it, look it up. Look it up. Look up here. Look up here. Look up here. What name does Revelation chapter 6 give the rider of the pale horse? What name does Revelation chapter 6 give the rider of the pale horse? If you think you know, 972-445-0770. Also, you can text. (laughs) I should have known Al was coming through. You know what he said? The Lone Ranger. (laughs) Uh, You can text in. 214-210-8483. 214-210-8483. People are losing it before we're starting. Uh, and also, you can email david at he must increase.org. 
Plus, I want you to go to the website because we need you to, if you can give, give. If you can't give, don't worry about it. But if I don't ask, somebody sent me something in my material on my in my class today saying you got to stop. Uh, even though you don't like asking people for money, it's it's a it's a it's a gathering, it's a ministry, it's a partnership. You gotta ask. It's, it's just required. That's what uh, people do. So that's what I'm doing. So go to hemustincrease.org and check it out and see if you can give. Website hemustincrease.org, hemustincrease.org. Email David at hemustincrease.org. Facebook he must increase ministry. YouTube he must increase ministry. Okie dokie artichoke, which I did write in a post. Now, I'm not kidding. So it's a post. I have a post. Uh, and in the post, <laughs> you know, there's 40, 30 ministry leaders. And I told them, okie dokie artichoke is a theological term. I'm trying to get something going at Liberty University. I don't think they're buying it, but. <laughs> How do you spell artichoke? Uh, I don't even know. <laughs> That's an excellence with one I. M I S S I S S I P P I. See, I spelled it with one I. All right, uh, let's do history real quickly and then we'll get into our teaching. Let's go living in the past. Let's go living in the past. All right, now we do have a caller calling in, but I am going to do history real quickly and let them hang on just so you guys can know. Today is National Carbonated Beverage with Caffeine Day, which I do not think is supposed to have its own day. I think that's pretty much, you know, soda pop or something like that. It's also Play Monopoly Day. I like Monopoly. It was fun. I like the fast version where you passed out the, uh, we play, you ever play the fast version where you, oh, see, so take all the properties, you put them in a pile and you pass them out like cards and that's how you start the game. It just speeds it up. That's cheating. Yes, it is. <laughs> See, my kids learned one time. So Noel and I uh, had made a pact many, many moons ago. So whenever we play with our kids' games, I'm just telling you, they're not listening, so I don't care. Uh, <clears throat> if one of us is advancing and the other one's not doing as well, then the losing party throws their weight behind the other spouse in order to defeat the children. I have never seen children get so mad. You've never seen a game of risk fly as often as you have in the Spoon household, especially when I sent everything in her direction. Oh, they didn't like that. Uh, you know what? I guess strategy is strategy, right? Okay, here you go. I align with the winner. That's kind of like my attitude. On this day in 1969, Pele scored his 1,000th career soccer goal. He's the guy that did it upside down. Did they hang up? Were they there? I guess they hang up. Sorry I took too long. You can call back. I just needed to finish this. It's 1969. Also on this day, astronauts Charles Conrad and Alan Bean became the third and fourth humans to walk on the moon. See, that's now that's a trivia question. Who was the third person to walk on the moon? Charles Conrad. See, that's a great question, okay? And then finally, 1863 on this date, Gettysburg Address from Abraham Lincoln, four score and seven years ago. You know how long, what that what that actually is? A score is 20 years. So it's four score and seven years ago is 87 years ago. See? I'm still teaching people. Okay. All right, you ready? We have our trivia question. They were there and they hung up. Please forgive me. I had to do history, and you called during history, so I'm sorry about that. The question, what was the name, what name does Revelation chapter 6 give the writer of the pale 
horse. If you think you know, you can call in 972-445-0770. Remember, it's the pale horse. Uh, and then uh, also you can text in 214-210-8483. Okay, going to go right into this. Here is a Pastor Ray classic. Now, the guy, I just love his devotions. I don't know. For, for me, he's just got great devotionals, I guess. This one's called At the Crossroads. Psalm 1611, you will show me the path of life. Have you ever found yourself standing at a crossroads with decisions to make? You can see a fork in the road from your current position and need to choose which way to go. Sometimes there might not be a wrong choice. Either way, it will get you somewhere, and that might be okay. But more often, the roads are more clearly defined. One may look more appealing if you ignore the warning signs. And the other could be what Jesus described, small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Robert Frost, first time we've ever quoted Robert Frost on this show. Robert Frost captured this great human dilemma with these lines. The woods are lovely, dark, and deep, but I have promises to keep and miles to go before I sleep and miles to go before I sleep. One part of the writer would like to stop and enjoy the adventure of entering the dark and lovely woods. There's a little mystery there, a little unknown, something different from daily life. But the other part of him recognizes responsibilities owed and promises he made that need to be kept. One direction could be a road to heartache, pain, and destruction. The other road to life. For believers, the dark woods might take us far from the Lord and out of his will. So how do we deal with this? I only know one way to stay in the will of God. This is what Ray is saying. To abide in him, to spend time daily in his word and and in prayer, and to surrender to him and leaning into his love. Okay, so now that's the line I'm going to repeat because it's like fantastic. How do we deal with this? Ray writes, I only know one way to stay in the will of God, to abide in him, to spend time daily in his word and in prayer, surrendering to him and leaning into his love. Will we make wrong choices at times? Yes, But thankfully, God will pursue us even down those dark, bad roads and be the light that brings us home. Turn to him every day and trust what the psalmist wrote. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Is that a great devotional? I'm telling you. That guy, now I know he's popular in this realm and this realm and this realm. But I've told him like a bunch of times, you should do this stuff. But that's because I like it. You know, it feeds me. But I, I just really enjoy that. All right. So the the premise behind this is straightforward. Many of us come to crossroads. We come to these different choices. And some choices are like you can go down this path and kind of just not do stuff and kind of just, you know, kind of chill. And I don't really want to do this. But then again, we have obligations and responsibilities, and the Lord's put it on our heart. And uh, I'm not going to say to you, I mean, no, for me, it's a little a little different in this realm. I love doing radio, but there's times where it's 
you know, writing the material and getting it together and putting your mind together for it, it has its challenges, right? But you know what? There's so many blessings that come back to me that not doing it seems to take away, you know, from time. But there's moments where you sit there and go, oh, man, I got, I got miles and miles to go before I sleep, right? Everybody feels that way. That's just the, the normal part and the process. But what he said is really, really good. He said, when you get to that crossroads and you're just not sure where to go, you know you're going to make some wrong choices. You know you're not going to do everything perfect. That's cool. But abide in the Lord. To, to abide in the Greek means to live. Okay, when it says abide in me and, and my words abide in you, that means live. Abide means that you're in, it's like your house. Abide in him. Spend time daily. Where have I heard that before? Spend time daily. In the word and in prayer, surrender and lean. Ugh. I want to be a mature Christian too. I'm just not, but I want to be. <laughs> I love that stuff. Okay. Uh, we got to do our trivia? Okay, trivia. All right. So we've had a couple people have a little bit of a hard time with this. Uh, should not have that hard a time. We're going to keep it the simple answer, though there's probably a few deeper answers. But the, what name does Revelation chapter 6 give the rider of the pale horse looking for the basic answer? The basic answer is death. Okay? The pale horse represents death. It's like, ooh, yeah, not good, right? I mean, that's... And I can just tell you right now, if you, have you ever gone horse riding? I've been horse riding multiple times. I'm not getting on a pale horse. <laughs> you have to tell me. I went uh, overseas one time and uh, got on a horse, and apparently it was the only horse in the whole area that saw Bronco Billy because he didn't want me on there. And so I'm definitely not getting on one that's pale. I can tell you that right now. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon experience? Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Our words will justify us or condemn us. And we understand our words will justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts. So therefore, in conclusion that our words justify us or condemn us because they reveal our hearts, we need to remember and operate and function, if, function in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 20 which says this. And actually, you can even look at verse 19. Speak to one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Ephesians 5.19. Uh, Sing and make music in, the, in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because you know that by your words you're justified and condemned. Because you know they reveal your heart, you ought to make sure that you follow the scriptures that Paul commands us to follow, and you ought to be being thankful in everything. You ought to be being thankful in everything. And if you are thankful in everything, that will be a part of your verbalization or your speech, and that will be a revelation as to what's in your heart. Are you a thankful Christian? For everything. And you say, well, Dave, I'm thankful that he saved me, but I'm going through this trial and I don't like it. I'm not so thankful for the trial. And I say, I understand. I understand that. 
Uh, again, not a new revelation coming right here. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 tells you the ticket, the method, the system by which you can be thankful in everything. Dave, you mean I should be thankful in a divorce proceeding? I should be thankful that my brother is a drug addict? I should be thankful that I'm going bankrupt? I should be thankful that these terrible things are happening? Or that I should be thankful that I can't sleep? No, I think you should read Romans 8, 28 with me and respond to this. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So I think the answer is, can you be thankful in all those things? Yes. For going through a divorce? No. But that God is going to work into your lives good things through this process? Absolutely. If you don't believe that God is going to work things that are good into your lives in your trial, you don't believe anything he says. Because one of the greatest premises that Jesus laid down is, and I, and I caught this just earlier this week, let not your hearts be troubled. There will be trouble in the world. I've overcome the world. It's like, but Jesus said, don't let your heart be troubled. Well, as though we had a choice. We do. We do. And we should be thankful in all of it while we're going through for the actual drug addiction. No, but that God's not going to give up on the person. He's going to work good out of it. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. So let me make a, it's not a caveat, but I want to make sure that everybody knows what's going on. When you have something like uh, what does the horse represent or stand for what's the pale horse? Uh, and so the common answer is death. I kind of went with the Billy Graham answer just because it's easier. Okay, there are other answers, even in fact our own uh, uh, show that follows us at three o'clock thinks that that might be Islam. Uh, that's what the horse represents, and I'm not going to say that's wrong. I mean, I'm I'm a, that's why I'm a manifold millennialist because it's like could be, could be. I mean, it's like so there's uh, there's a part of there. So if you think well, the answer was death according to what the what the end times ministry says, like might be okay. But the standard answer is whenever I ask you a question, I'm looking for the what's the the general consensus answer unless your general consensus is not my general consensus and then i'm looking for my answer okay <laughs> is, that, is that a fair way to do things? that's what happens when you have your name on the show isn't it okay let's do the next and last trivia question by the way deborah was the one that was on hold deborah if you can call back great if not we just want to make sure you're okay uh here is the last trivia question uh, super easy, super straightforward, and I'm expecting a super uh, not difficult response. Who was dead but is now alive forever and ever? Okay? Okay. There you go. Who was dead but now is alive forever and ever? I mean, that's the way you end the show. You give those kind of things, right? All right. Uh, if you think you know the answer, 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. And then you can also send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. That is another way to go about it. So everybody getting the answer in, everybody getting it right. If you want to call in, they can do it. There is no, uh, there's no, what's the word I'm looking for? There is no mistake in understanding 
uh, how that the core of our faith really has a sense of hope and optimism, right? When we get into this teaching after this person, I'm, I'm, it might be Deb, might not be Deb, but Deborah, but uh, I, I want you to recognize that God understands that you and I go through moments that are more difficult than we prefer them to be, and sometimes they're very hard, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. Do we have somebody ready to answer the phone? And here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Oh, hi, David. It's Deborah again. Hi, Deborah again. I'm not going to start calling you Deborah again. That'd be just too hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so I think they lost you on the last one. Is that what happened? That that uh, were you on the phone on the prior? Oh, um, somebody came to my room and I had to answer them. It had to do with health care, so okay. sorry about that. No, it's not a problem. I mean, if they were coming to give you the lottery winnings, that would have been good. I mean, that's all Oh, I'm yeah, saying. no doubt. I wouldn't have probably <laughs> called back. <laughs> I love the honesty. <laughs> I wouldn't have called you. I'd have been in a hotel, Dave. What are you talking about? All right. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, here's a classic straightforward. Who is dead but is now alive forevermore? Um, Jesus. That is correct! And why that's so important, let me explain something that people miss. Lazarus is a good example. So to, to Siri, that's a good example. Lazarus was raised from the dead, but he then died again. Whereas when Jesus rose, he don't die no more. Everybody else that's has right. been raised. That's the thing. So Old Testament had resurrections, but all those people died again. Jesus rose, no right. more dying again. That's the big key right there. And that's the hope that we stand in, in the Lord. Great job, Deborah. Appreciate that. All right. And y'all have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Bye-bye. All right. So we got that taken care of. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. Okay. Good job, everybody. Good job. So it's important to understand that because Lazarus did rise. Okay, but then he died again. But see, when Jesus rose, that's it. We're done. Ding, ding. Show's over, <laughs> which for us will be true in seven minutes. Matthew chapter 14, verse 10 through 13. I want you to catch this a little serious, but it's important because I don't want you guys to I want you to enjoy it, but I want you to have the tools. I want to have the tools. I don't want you guys to just have the tools. I want to have the tools to walk the walk the way that it needs to be so that we are walking better than uh, drowning and better than treading. Uh, I, I'd like to walk a little bit every once in a while on top of the water. Uh, Peter did it, so we know it can be done. Matthew 14, 10 through 13, he says this. He sent and had John beheaded in the prison, and his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother, and his disciples came and took the body and buried it, and they went and they told Jesus. Now, when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. Okay? So John the Baptist, some people uh, believe he was a direct uh cousin. Other people believe that John and Jesus were related, but more at a distance. I don't know how that could possibly matter. The bottom line is he was a connected family member in some capacity. Jesus knew who John was. John figured out who Jesus was. Did you get that? John figured out who Jesus was, but not right away, because remember he said, are you the guy, or should somebody else come, or what are we looking for, and uh, you know. What is a taco? You know, kind of thing. So uh, the bottom line is Jesus, in that process, right, heard about 
his relative, likely a cousin, that he was beheaded. And how did Jesus handle the heaviness? How did and and, and don't misunderstand. That's heavy. You got a family member, and Jesus knew that John. G, Jesus one that said he's one of the big prophets now, one of the big people in the kingdom. And this is everything about Jesus's mission. He, he was he was executed. Jesus got in a boat and withdrew to a desolate place by himself. Who's always with Jesus? He was filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Father is always with Jesus. That's where he went to commune. By himself with his dad. And there are just times where you find the strength when it's a really bad scene to just separate, go spend time with the Lord, shut all the universe down around you, and find the strength to carry on. Because that is what Jesus showed us to do. Isn't that powerful? It's like, oh, man, maybe we should do that. Like, yeah. And it it might not be something as intense as a death, or it might be. He got in a boat, went away, spent time with the Father, strengthened, he carried on his mission. There you go. See, that's, that's what we need. All right, we have somebody who's called in, and here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? David, this is Joy Ann, just to give a praise report. Oh, cool! <laughs> Do I have time? Absolutely! Fire away! Oh, Go ahead. Thank you! Hey, uh, listen, I, two years ago, uh, when Cordelia and I had experienced a house fire, uh, one morning at 2 a.m., I was so sad and lonely, and I was newly separated from my husband, and I heard a kind voice on the radio, and I normally listen to FM Christian radio, but for some reason, I was on 770 a.m., and I heard this guy, David Spoon, saying such funny and inspirational stuff, and I looked on the internet the next day. I couldn't quite find it. And then Cordelia discovered you at the same time. And she said, Joy, you've got to tune in to David Spoon. He is so cool. <laughs> and we did. So we've been trying to track you as much as we can the past two years. So thanks for being faithful and going in on the days maybe when you, you're tired or Levi's been sick or whatever's going on. And we're praying for him and for your knee as well. <laughs> I appreciate it. What a wonderful thing. And it's true. I did not pay her for that endorsement. <laughs> Just make it for me. And what a wonderful thing that you guys said. And you've been such a blessing for so many people that are listening to the show. And we greatly appreciate your guys' commitment and your love for the kingdom and for the Lord and for all your brothers and sisters whom you pray for and whom you care about. You guys have done an oh. excellent job showing your faithfulness and your love in the Lord. Thank you. We we do love to give. We give to the church first. Our you know that's our priority. Yep. But yep. you're second. <laughs> uh, you know you're what? I don't care second. if I'm fifth. I just want people to. Yeah, I love that. See that that statement right there. That's what we're about. That right there. Yeah. Great anyway, job. Anyway, you're blessed. That's a Thank great you. great job. We love Thank you. you. Love bye you guys bye. too. Great Thanks. job. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. See, what a blessing. That's super, super nice, and that'll be a real blessing for Noel to hear. It's just nice to hear that. And, it, and, and, and you guys, I just want you to know from a radio uh, 
audience point of view, even for people who are just like support and they'll send like a small email or a text or whatever, but don't want to go on the show. My brother and I were talking and he said, well, what's the, you know, what's the deal or what's the difference? Where I was in radio, you kind of had to do what you had to do because you had to, they had to make stock prices look nice. Here at KAAM, I, I don't have to do that. <laughs> I could just be myself. So I only want to promote one. And uh, as long as we're doing that for real. And then I need as many people praying for me as possible because I'm a little bit out there. Okay? So, you know, I need that all the time. But I love you guys. I pray for you all the time. And I don't ever bother, never bothers me. If somebody's really offended at something, I, my real intent, as you know, is not to really hurt or offend anybody. I want to really strengthen them. But some people are easily offended, and you're never going to change that. And that's why they can't last when it's, you know, May, June, July, or August. <laughs> Is that a nice way to call somebody a snowflake without saying that? Okay. All right. Uh, love you guys. I want you to be strong in the Lord. What did Jesus do when things were really pushed up against it? He s- separated himself and spent time with his dad, his, heaven- his heavenly father, right? That's the example he set for you and me. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 72-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Thanks a lot for all the blessing that you give me. The views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.